We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my fabulous friend. I hope you're feeling rested. You had wonderful night's sleep, had some incredible dreams. I don't know about you, but I love having a relationship with my dreams. I often set my intentions before I go to bed at night to receive dreams for clarity about choices I need to make in my life, to have the experience of lucid dreaming and sometimes even out-of-body experiences. My dreams have helped me figure out what the right thing to do is in confusing situations, ushered in wisdom, helped me hang out with people I love that have transitioned and taking me on some wild adventures. My guest today has an even more profound relationship with her dreams and can support you in doing the same. We are here with Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Kathleen has spent years studying and teaching about dreams. She is a three-time breast cancer survivor whose premonitory dreams diagnosed her cancer. All of her cancers were missed by the medical community and she credits her survival to conventional treatment combined with her dreams as a diagnostic tool. Kathleen's knowledge and personal wisdom do not come from the hypo- hypothetical, but rather the trenches of life. In addition to being a dream expert, Kathleen is the host of the Cat Cannabis Show on New Earth International Radio. She's a life guidance counselor, inspirational speaker, and the author of Surviving Cancerland. Her new book, co-written with Dr. Larry Burke, is entitled Dreams That Can Save Your Life, Early Warning Signs of Cancer and Other Diseases. So Kathleen, thank you for being here to talk about the incredible power of dreams. Oh, thank you for having me on today, Dr. Tammy. Well, I'm just super excited about delving into this, and I'd like to know a little bit more about your backstory and how this book came into being. Well, it all started with a dream. <laughs> as they say, I uh, had gone in for my medical exams, um, you know, yearly medical exam with <clears throat> the um, mammogram, pap smear, physical, blood test, the whole works. And my doctor told me I was healthy and to go home. Um, and I started having these nightmares. And I say nightmares are gifts from God. And these nightmares were different than a a normal nightmare, um, Tammy, in that my dream that I was having would suddenly freeze. The dream would stop. Time began to stand still. And I would get a pop-up in my dream, just like you get a pop-up on your computer, that window that you can't get to go away or shut. And that window would turn into a door. And this would all happen pretty quickly. And through this door would walk a monk in a a, a Franciscan monk dressed in the brown robes with with the rope belt and the um, sandals on that that are all made of the striped little strips of leather, walk up to me and say, come with me, I have something to tell you. And he would take me through the pop-up door into what I call the room between realms. And this is a room or an area that is not of the living and it's not of the dead but it's almost like a meeting place where both sides can meet in the middle. And there would often be other monks in the room. And the monks, over the next three-month period, 
kept coming into my dreams after I would go back to my doctor for another exam, another test. And they would sit, take my hand and they would place it on my breast and say, do you feel that? That is breast cancer. You go back to your doctor tomorrow and ask for a different set of tests. And I would do that. And this is over a three-month period. I would get another mammogram. I'd get another blood test. I'd get another physical. My doctor would tell me there was nothing wrong with me. And he said, you know, you're too young for cancer. Breast cancer doesn't run in your family. Um, And uh, you're healthy. Go home. And so at the end of the third month period, again, I had to pop up in my dream. My dream froze. Pop-up window turned into the pop-up door. The monk walked through. And when I saw him, I started crying. And I said, look, I know why you're here. And I've done everything you've said. I've gone back every single time. And I have the three yellow slips from the mammography center saying that I, I am negative for breast cancer. If I really have breast cancer, then help me. If I'm not supposed to die, help me. And my monk reached into his sleeve, because they're very big sleeves, and pulled out this tiny little feather. And he said, okay, you take this feather tomorrow and you use it like a sword. You show up on your doctor's doorstep without an appointment. And you tell him that you need exploratory surgery. And that's the only thing that's going to have it, that's going to find it. And if you use this sword, this feather like a sword, you're going to get that exploratory surgery. So I did. I took the feather in my mind because it's a virtual feather. I'm in a virtual room between realms with a monk. And I returned to my doctor the next day. And when I show up in his, in his waiting room, the receptionist immediately goes and gets him. And he comes out and he goes, why are you back? And I said, I really need to talk to you. So I go into his office and I said, I don't have anybody else to help me. I need you to help me. I need exploratory surgery. I know something's wrong. Make a long story short, it's almost like that feather um, glamoured him, like the vampire movies we all see where the vampire waves his arm and and says to the person, you want to go jump off the roof? And they go jump off the roof. Mm -hmm. So he comes back in and says, I have an appointment for you two days after New Year's, and uh, we'll, we'll see what's there. Long story short, I was in stage two breast cancer, really aggressive within a lymph node. Wow. So the pathology report actually validated this most unusual dream with the monks. And then I decided, you know, this is so important. I have to write the book, Surviving Cancerland, um, Intuitive Aspects of Healing. And Dr. Larry Burke found the book on Amazon when he was getting ready to do his research on 20 women whose dreams diagnosed their breast cancer. So I became one of his research patients. Mm. And after he did all this research and got into all these medical journals, I said, what are you going to do with all this information? And he said, well, I don't know. I said, well, let's write a book. (laughs) Here I am now with you. Wow. Now that is quite a story. the, The book went to the top of the Amazon bestsellers list within 12 hours of going live. That is incredible. Yeah, it's it's just amazing how this experience has has not just saved your life, but is now rippling out to support and encourage and, and help others. I think that's just amazing. 
you know, I, I call that being the wounded healer. And it's the most, I think, powerful kind of healer that there is on planet Earth. So just that's incredible. That's incredible. So I just have a quick question about the feather. Did you just hold that in your mind's eye? Is that how you yeah. did it? Did you? Use, okay. That's, yeah, I didn't pull really a feather out and wave it in yes. his face because, you know, I did want to get additional testing and treatment. I didn't want to get a padded cell room. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because it could have gone either way. But I do think there is so much power available to us in our dreams, so much wisdom if we can pay attention, if we set the intention to pay attention. So something that I know a lot of people have problems with, and I have as well, is remembering our dreams. How do you um, tell people to... Um, create a relationship and remember their dreams so they can use the information that comes forward in their sleep time. Well, in the book, uh, so you so you don't have to run and get a pencil and paper. You can just listen. But in the book, in a chapter called So Dream, I used the, the first letters of those two words, uh, actually all the letters in So Dream, to create seven steps to remember mm -hmm. your dreams. So the first one, the S and so, is to set your intention, which I heard you talking about at the introduction to this oh, radio yes. show. You set yes. your intention uh, before you go to sleep. You know, lie down in your bed before you close your eyes and say, my intention, my dream intention tonight is, and then you just fill in the blank. And then the next thing is the O, organize yourself. And this is so important. Have some way to... Um, write down or record your dream as soon as you wake up in the morning. Um, have a, a paper and pencil next to your bed. You're, if it's a really important dream, your guides may wake you up during the night so that you don't forget the dream. Mm -hmm. They may shake you awake. And then you need to write the dream down immediately because it's really important. So have um, maybe a little flashlight or some kind of a little LED light next to your bed, some way to write it down. Uh, then um, dream. Tell yourself, okay, I set my intention, I'm organized, now I'm going to dream. And then do that, dream, in order to begin the process because everybody dreams. We just don't always remember the dreams, but animals dream, birds yes. dream, fish dream, everything <laughs> dreams if it's alive. So uh -huh. you do dream. Now we're just going to work on helping you remember that dream. So the next thing is the E in dream, emotion. And that rever refers to the parts of the dream or the snippets that actually elicit emotion. Those are the parts you need to remember because if you're having emotions about them, it's important. And that, yeah, that's going to stick in your mind and actually create a physical response. And then comes the A. When you wake up and you start to write down your emotions that you had for the dream, add to the dream memory by asking, what colors? What sounds? Did I hear words? Were people talking to me? Did I see animals? What symbols did I see? Was it daytime? Was it nighttime? Was it raining? Was it light? Was it dark? All those things are, are what you need to write down about your dream. And then things are going to start flooding back, and you'll be writing down more and more and more things. Before you know it, you've got this, you know, great dream. Then you need to, to uh, work on your meaning. And remember this, everybody's dream means something different to everybody else. So you can really only diagnose or interpret your dream. Because if one person has a snake in their dream and they hate snakes and they frighten them, it may be a way for their dream world to elicit the most emotion out of them 
so that they will remember that snippet around their dream. Whereas somebody else like me, I, I just love snakes. So when I see a big snake in my dream, which I often do, I know that's the kundalini, and it will often make me realize at that moment, oh, I'm dreaming. And then the dream becomes a lucid dream so that I can interact mm-hmm. in the dream. Mm-hmm. And then you put all of this information together, keep it in your journal and available to you, give your dream a title, always, mm-hmm. and then if during the day you get some of that dream back in a daydream, you know where to go and write it down. That's a lot of great information. I've, I've participated in some of those steps, but some of them are new for me, and I'm looking forward to kind of um, playing with those and seeing what happens. I've not titled them. That's so interesting. And I like the asking questions part. You know, I think that's how you really cultivate relationship and can go deeper with people mm-hmm. and with your dreams. So I think that's some really great information, Kathleen. Thank you. Um, so something else, and you touched on this a little bit, but I'd like to um, go into a little bit more. Um, the interpretation aspect. I think that that's really an important piece of this. You can have a dream, but if you don't know how to decipher what it's about, um, the information, the wisdom can stop there. So what are some things that you could recommend to our listeners in regards to interpreting their dreams? Well, part of it is under the meaning, um, go in and underline the important words to you in your dream. Now that you've got them in your dream journal, you can use, uh, you, you can use it to incubate. In other words, you can take information from your dream. Let's say you underline the word wheel. You kept having this wheel show up in your dream. And so you underline wheel and you ask the next night before you go to bed, your intention, please give me some idea of what a wheel means. You've set your intention. And so you need to write down the dream that you have that night because you're going to get an answer to that intention. And that's part of um, the question of when you wake up the next morning, if you still don't really understand what the wheel is, you can ask. To re-enter your dream as soon as you wake up, set your intention to re-enter your dream, snuggle back down into your bed in the same position you were in, and close your eyes and imagine sliding back into your dream and see if you get your answer. Sometimes a dream is just so obvious to you when you're in the dream state that it may not make sense to you when you come back, but the answer's there. Let me give you an example of this because that was a little confusing. In the book, Dr. Kathy Kemper, who is a pediatrician, is uh, going around doing her rounds. And she goes into the children's rooms early in the morning and takes blood tests and sends them off to see if they're ready to have their next treatment. Most of these children have uh, chemotherapy for blood cancers, different types of blood cancers. She comes into this one little girl's room who has had a really hard time recovering from her last treatment, and they've had to um, suspend her treatment for a while until her blood counts come back up, which is very disturbing for the children when that happens because it means they don't get to go home as soon as they're planning. They have to wait longer, two or three days. And, you know, with a child, just two or three minutes can be forever. And so Kathy walks into this child's room early in the morning for the rounds, and the little girl's already sitting up in bed, and she's all bright-eyed. She's all happy. And Kathy says, 
well, you look very happy this morning. And the little girl says, I am because I know my blood counts have come up. They start to learn to speak your your, um, doctor language, you know. (laughs) My blood counts have come up. And I know I'm going to get my treatment and get to go home. And Kathy Kemper looked at her and said, "Um, how do you know that? And she said, well, because in my dream, my, the mercury in my big thermometer was going up, up, up. And I know that meant my blood cell counts are going up, up, up. Now, the importance of this is if you're interpreting that dream from a doctor's point of view, you're going, oh, my goodness, she has popped a fever, she has right. an infection, and now all the alarm bells go off. But Dr. Kathy Kemper, being the amazing doctor she is, goes, okay, if you think that that means that your blood cell count is going up, let's take a blood test and see. So she sent the little girl's blood test off, and the blood cell count has gone way up, and she's ready for another treatment instead of having to wait another week. So the little girl understood her dream, even though somebody else might not have. Even if they went to a dream dictionary, they might have gotten the wrong answers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as you were telling the story. It's like, well, if the mercury is going up, does it mean she's got a fever or she something wrong? But Mm -hmm. she was happy about it, and her interpretation was the accurate one. It was. A child's interpretation. Mm -hmm. So, Kathleen, are there certain themes that you see that show up repeatedly in regards to precognitive dreams? Well, with the precognitive dreams, uh, remember, those are dreams that are telling you something's going to happen in the future versus a diagnostic dream, which means you might already have the condition in you and your body is speaking to you through dreams and your spirit guides, guardian angels are jumping in there to help. Mm -hmm. When you're having a precognitive dream, you often see people who are parts of your inner self. For instance, with my precognitive dream, about the three crabs and the three pearls. In the dream, I walk into a waiting room in a hospital, and all of a sudden I see a lot of people in that dream that I've been meeting in my diagnostic dreams while I'm going through treatment uh, who are a part of my inner self. And then the door to the right, which means your future usually opens, and this young doctor walks out, dark brown hair down to about her shoulders. She walks up to me in a white white coat. She says, hi, I'm Dr. Jules. I'm your physician within. And all of a sudden, these three crabs come out of nowhere. They start scurrying across the floor. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world? And my Dr. Jules yells, catch them, catch them now. And these three crabs are running toward the door to the basement. Now my dream has become an absolute nightmare. I give chase to the crabs. They hit the stairs, go down the stairs into the basement. They hit a landing. And I remember thinking, if I don't catch them, they're going to get down into all of those dark hallways. And I'm going to lose them. And they're going to grow and multiply. And they're just going to be everywhere. And I scream, stop, almost like to the dream as much as to the crabs, and they do stop. And I catch up to them, and I notice a container in my hand, a clear plastic container with clear water in it. And I reach down, and I scoop up those three crabs. And I'm looking at them, and they turn into these three beautiful white pearls. And I put a lid on the container, and I think, three crabs, three pearls? I don't have three cancers. I have one cancer. 
and cancer in the lymph node. Where's these, where are these three craps coming from? That precognitive dream came through almost, true almost six years later when the third cancer was finally found. So that precognitive dream was preparing me, whereas a diagnostic dream while I was actually in the throes of, of cancer would be the dream where the, the monks come back into my dream and say, your cancer's back. <laughs> it's back. But I had already had the precognitive dream telling me I was going to have three cancers. So it was devastating, but not as devastating because I knew I was going to live once I really took the time to think about it. I wouldn't have been getting that information from my spirit guides if I were not supposed to live. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. I had a, a my sister told me she had a dream that her dog was um, somebody took her head and snapped it off and ran away with it. And then her dog ended up having this injury to her head and she thought she was going to die. So she goes, did I create that? I said, no, I think it was precognitive. I don't think mm -hmm. that you created it with your dream. I think it was letting you know that this was a possibility. So what would you yeah. say to that? Well, I think that that is exactly what happened because I had a similar dream where my baby cakes, who was 26 years old when he finally died, he went through all my cancers with me. Wow. He was my, you know, when I had to get up in the middle of the night multiple times to go in and use the bathroom from the chemotherapy, he would march into the bathroom with me and sit on my feet to keep them warm. I mean, Aww. he would, when I had, my ears were ringing so loudly from all the drugs that I couldn't sleep, he would put his head on my head when I was, had my head on the pillow and purr so loud that I couldn't hear the ringing and I would fall asleep. And so he was very precious to me. He was my little earth angel. And the, the day before he died, my spirit guides came into my dream and they handed me baby cakes. And they said, carry him around with you with your dream tonight. Spend all the time you can because tomorrow we're taking him. He's leaving. Mm -hmm. And I remember in the dream going, what? But I picked him up in my arms and I carried him throughout the dream all night long. And the next morning when I woke up, I jumped up and looked at him. He was fine. He went in and ate breakfast with me. He was fine. I went, played tennis, came home, and my husband said, baby has collapsed. Something's wrong. And I thought, the dream. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to believe this. I'm going to take him to the vet. He's got an infection. They'll, they'll clear it up. It'll be okay. And we took him to the vet. They ran a blood test and said, his whole body is just shutting down. He's already halfway to heaven, were their words. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we have dreams that warn us, especially when we have our fur babies. And that's what happened to her. Her fur baby is going to be injured. She's warned. It's a precognitive dream. But he's not going to die. And maybe he didn't die because she had that dream. Had she not had the dream, his head would have come off. And uh, he would have died from it. So, yes, our precognitive dreams can not only save us, but our fur babies or our family members. In the book, so we talk yeah. about dreaming for others. And there are these stories out of the 41 stories in the book where mother-daughter dreams were just amazing. Oh, wow. That's a very cool thing because I've got some friends that have some challenges. So to be able to have some dreams for information on their behalf is very exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited that you shared this. So lots of really great stuff here. Okay, so Kathleen, how can people get in touch with you, learn more, get your book? Well, you can go to my website, which is Kathleen 
O'Keefe Cannabis, and that's all with a K, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N, O apostrophe K-E-E-F-E, K-A-N-A-V-O-S.com. If you actually just Google cat and then just start to type in the cannabis, K-A-N, I'm going to come up, just click and go to my website because I know that's a mouthful. The book is actually also on Amazon, um, and it, uh, you just go there and you can order it, or you can go to my website, order the book right off the website to Amazon, um, and also it's in Barnes & Noble. And for your listeners today, if they go to my website and order the book, hold on to your receipt and go down to, the, to uh, a couple of lines down, Put it into a little box there, and you get a free uh, Dream Course uh, 101 video. The whole course is video. So uh, that's your gift to your, your uh, listeners for listening to me today talk about my dreams. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I do think it's such an incredibly wonderful relationship. I don't understand people that don't want to participate more fully with them. There's like a whole world, so much mm -hmm. power available to us, and they can truly empower us in so many ways. So, Kathleen, thank you so much for being part of this show today. I adore you, and I appreciate your wisdom and your path and your presence, and I just think you're amazing. So thank you for taking thank this time you. to have this conversation. Gosh, the time went so fast, didn't it? So fast. Can you believe it? It's a good time, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. Thank you, and thank your listeners. Yes, and to my listeners, I do so appreciate your presence in my life. Thank you for being part of our show today. I hope you got as much value from this conversation as I did. And I invite you to be in touch with me if you have questions, thoughts, ideas, suggestions, be in touch with me, Tammy B. PhD. Download my free ebook and guided meditation. And let's continue the conversation. To me, relationships are the most important thing in the world. And I love having you be in relationship with me and our network. So God bless you. You're in our heart and prayers. Take good care of yourself. Onward and upward. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.